Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Mary. We're two best friends who've known each other since we were five. Now we're 30, and we are thirsty for information. And hungry for knowledge. Join us every week as we explore two topics. Everything from organs to orgies, and so much more. Subscribe to our podcast to learn along with us. We promise we'll have a good time. Hi, Mary. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Do you want to answer that question on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I'm great currently. Awesome. Do you like my mug? I do. Entering Holliston. Our old hometown. Yeah. Did you buy that? Uh, Please tell me you didn't buy that. It was for Christmas. Uh I got it for Christmas as a gift. And like, was your face like, oh, <laughs> no, my face was like, oh, that's nostalgic. Cause uh, oh. unlike you, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> um, some of us prefer to remember our childhoods. <laughs> some of us had a traumatic experience where they were trapped in a small town, and it doesn't get more traumatic than that. Yes, I feel for you. Yeah, you should. You were there as well. Um, but love is in the air. Uh, is is that a little naked baby I see over there with an arrow? Nothing could be more romantic than a naked baby (laughs) with weapons. weapons. (laughs) Give me that back. Give me that back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you should have these, sir. (laughs) It's too sharp for a baby. Way too sharp. Also, I don't think they have the fine motor skills necessary for this. This is so true. They can't even hold the bow up successfully, probably. They can't hold their head up successfully. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good point. Um, So in the spirit of Valentine's Day, our episode this week is focusing on Valentine's Day and... Aphrodisiacs. Mm, We're going to get you in the mood. Ooh, girl. Ooh, girl. Hot and heavy today. Oh. Hot and spicy. Spicy and dicey. Hot. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. You don't know other words for that. Nope. So join us for a sexy time. Oh, so sexy. Oh, what's your sexiest voice? It's probably <laughs> this. <laughs> you have smoker's lung? <laughs> I hear it's when it's like a little grainier, it's huskier, it's sexier, right? I don't. I think you took it too far. You like fully removed any. It's just in an angry whisper. How about you, Lauren? Sexiest voice. My sexiest voice is my um, just this. <laughs> it's like Robert Goulet. Oh, Robert Goulet. That's yeah. pretty sexy, to be honest. It is pretty sexy. That's very sexy. All well, right. now that we've covered that, do you want to get us started with what Valentine's Day is all about? I would love to. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. We love that sound effect. Um, <laughs> so, Mary, what do you know about Valentine's Day? Um, there's a St. Valentine... And he was wicked horny one day. <laughs> From Boston, I guess. <laughs> and he was like, everybody, 
uh, we should have a big orgy. And then Valentine's Day was founded. Okay, to be honest, you're closer than um, no way. you've been in the past. You're oh, okay, still not good. super close, but you're medium close. Would you say it's an educated guess? I would say, like, very little education involved there. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say honesty. it was a guess. Okay. Okay. So, St. Valentine. Let's get into it. Who is he? Who is he? We don't know. Who is he? Where is he? Is he some guy on the Masked Singer? Maybe. Has no. he pulled his car over on the Masked Pike to <laughs> fix the wheel? <laughs> That that's the one you got it in one. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Um, no, I'm liking this. Okay, so Saint Valentine, there are like two to three of him, different okay. Saint, <laughs> different Saint Valentines. But right. it's quite possible that it's just one guy whose story was kind of bastardized and developed in different areas. So that's the most likely situation. Hmm. But. Let's get into the two legends of St. Valentine that are pretty interesting. Ooh. Um, so the first legend is that Valentine is a priest in third century Rome. Uh, Emperor Claudius II has figured out that single men without families and wives make better soldiers. So he does what any reasonable emperor does, and he outlaws marriage for young men. Okay, great. <laughs> He's like, Natural. no no more of this guys i've solved the problem uh but valentine being a priest performs all these marriages in secret then he's found out beheaded oh wow so he's really Um, trying to make love happen yeah so he's trying to make love happen in the second legend he's also trying to make love happen this one he's a bishop Ooh, upgrade bishop uh still in third century rome um and he helps these Christians escape from Roman prisons. Uh, but then he's imprisoned. He falls in love with the jailer's daughter, and he writes a letter, and he signs it from your Valentine. Then no he's beheaded. No way. Oh. <laughs> There's a twist. There's a twist. A Shyamalan he's, twist. He's still beheaded. Um. Any idea how he was jailed after he got the people out of jail? Because I'm just picturing he got people out and then got <laughs> stuck in the jail. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. They pulled one over on me. <laughs> um, no, it's all very murky. Um, and with the level of research I put into it, I thought that was good enough. All the murkier. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, so... How did the holiday get started? We know who the guy is, but how did this happen? Uh, So some people say it commemorates St. Valentine's death, but it turns out the true origins are, you know, the way any good holiday kicks off. Uh, Pagan, pagan origins. Uh, (laughs) So it began with the pagan celebration of Lupercalia, a Roman fertility festival. Oh, classic. So here are the steps to creating Valentine's Day. I'll give them to you like a recipe. Okay, step one. Step one. Cut out a heart. No, 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 no. Give it to your fourth grade crush. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's like step like 90. Okay, all right, you're right. Um, So step one. The order of the Roman priests called the Luperci, they gather in this cave where Romulus and Remus were said to have been cared for by a she-wolf. 
That's a part of the legend. Okay, okay. That's a part of the legend of the founding of Rome, where Romulus and Remus, twin brothers, there's like some exile, some weird stuff with parents. They wind up being raised by a wolf in a cave. Listen, Cute. realistic, yes. Um, okay. Once you're in the cave, step two is sacrifice a goat for fertility. Step three, I'll sacrifice a dog for purification. Obviously, Pretty we obvious. all know these things. <laughs> we do them all the time. It just makes sense. <laughs> Step four is, you know, you break down the goat hide into strips, dip it in the sacrificial blood, and then run around and slap naked women with it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. This all adds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the naked young women in town love this. They, <laughs> no, they do not. Yes, they do. <laughs> no one said you had to be naked. These women just got naked. Um, and they run around because it's going to allegedly increase their fertility for the coming year. So they are like, hit me with that bloody meat strip again. And that is not a euphemism oh. for penis in this case. It's <laughs> literal. It's so literal. Um, so that's just a fun image that we can all have in our heads. Okay, so then obviously after the women have been beaten senseless with bloody hide, um, they write their names on a little slip of paper and put them in an urn. <laughs> then... The men draw names, and they spend the festival with that woman. And sometimes it ends in marriage. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, basically, women are being given away <laughs> at random. So then in the 5th century, this guy, he's a pope, Pope Gelasius. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's got mm-hmm. Gs, Ss. Those are hard letters for anybody. Um, and he's just like, guys, this is super unchristian. We can't be, like, Dipping these strips of hide and blood and slapping people and giving away women and, like, having sex and being naked all the time. Um, so then he basically just is like, you can do all this. Just put the clothes on. Um, oh, nice. Loophole. Then he just declares February 14th St. Valentine's Day instead. He's like, uh, now it's Christian. It's a Christian holiday. Um, and we're trying to do more of those. Oh. And, like... Traditionally, it's still, you know, they want to keep it in February because that's when this festival was. So, like, the people won't riot. And then also, um, some people say it's, like, the first day of bird mating season or something, which is, like, who knows. Um, Wow, he did, like, a little bait and switch there. He did do a bait and switch. Flip it a flop. Pretty good. Flip it flopped it. (laughs) Um, So, Valentine's Day is, like, officially associated with romance in 1375. Um, with the oldest, oh, then the oldest known Valentine is sent in 1415 from some guy locked up in the Tower of London. He was like a duke, but I didn't think it was important. Nah. Um, His suffering is useless to us. His suffering is useless. Um, and so he writes a little love note to some lady. Who knows if she even liked him? Uh, Who knows if she even received the letter? I think she did because that's how we know about it. You don't know. That. You're right. It could be some jailer was like, oh, this is very nice. I'm going to tell everybody about this. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I know who your crush nice... is. <laughs> this is a very nice letter I will not be delivering. <laughs> I will be keeping this for history's sake. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a real tool. Um, so then the modern celebrations, as we know them, sort of begin around the 17th and 18th centuries. With people exchanging handwritten notes and tokens of affections, you know, friends, family, lovers, like literally anybody you know. Um, 
In the 1840s, this woman, Esther Howland, she sells the first mass-produced valentines using lace, ribbons, scrap, whatever. She is called the mother of the valentine. Oh. Um, and then just another fun fact. Um, some people choose to celebrate sad instead, which is Singles Awareness Day, which is hilarious. Oh, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> um <laughs> Who invented sad? I don't know. Some <laughs> sad person who was like, I want to be included up. on this. And it's like, dude, you can still send Valentine's and spend Valentine's with people you love. Oh, th- with sad, I think you just go out to dinner by yourself. It's like sad all around. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Do you know the symbolism of Cupid, why that happened? Yeah. Okay. So Cupid was kind of came in during the Hellenistic period. Uh bc or something greek. i don't know greek times um basically cupid became like a bastardized version of eros the god of love i don't oh. at some point he became a baby there's not a lot of info on like why he became a fat cherubic baby <laughs> yeah. but i imagine for marketing and optics so i have some fun facts about valentine's day if you want to hear them i do and let me just say all your facts have been fun. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> it's weird um, to designate them, you know? Yeah, yeah. But these when are they're all the same. Okay, I'll say these are numbers of information that Yay. tell us things. So stats. Yeah. <laughs> stats. Okay. Okay, but just in case somebody didn't know what that was, like myself. Numbers. Numbers that we should do. tell us stuff. <laughs> we should do an episode on numbers. Oh, my God. Um. No, and this is, it's just called it's Sesame, just Sesame Street. Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so this year, uh, people are expected to spend twenty one point eight billion dollars on Valentine's Day. That's too much. Okay, I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, wait, this year? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah, like seventy three percent of people think it's really important to celebrate this year because of the pandemic, which is weird, but okay. Um, the average person spends like $165. Men spend twice as much as women. Makes sense. Personally, I think $165 is way too much to spend on Valentine's Day. We are just coming off the heels of Christmas. Right. But I think it's probably because some people spend money on jewelry and that kind of fucks up the whole average, you know? That's true. So it's like everyone's buying chocolate or flowers and that's it. And then... Some assholes are out here buying, like, rings and necklaces and stuff, and it's like, well, now everybody spends it. It's like, no, just some crazy people. 48% of people think proposing on Valentine's Day is romantic. Where are these people so I can slap them? I don't know. It's like, uh, do you want to share that day with everybody else? Like, get creative. Get creative. Um, There are 9 million proposals on Valentine's Day each year. 9 million! Whoa, everybody. That's insane. This is also, sorry, these stats are just in the U.S. This one's kind of funny. 53% of women say if they don't get a gift, they'll break up with their significant other. (laughs) (laughs) Which I feel like is not the strongest foundation for a relationship. If I don't get a gift, that's it. Um, This one's also funny. 43 million Americans receive unwanted gifts totaling 9.5 billion dollars in value okay 
these people want a gift and then they get one they don't want. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Have you met women, Mary? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> No, but like a lot of people are really stupid. And then I don't know if we want to get into this, but um, I just thought in the spirit of love, we could maybe briefly discuss um, the Valentine's mm. Day massacre. Mm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> love it. Love <laughs> Tell it. Tell me more. Okay. So on February 14th, 1929, Chicago gang violence <laughs> reached its peak. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the love. Such a me fact. I know. (laughs) Um, So basically, in Chicago at this time, we have Al Capone, uh, and his gang, the Italians, versus George Bugs Moran's gang, (laughs) the Irish. Keep snapping. Yeah, I'm doing. Lauren is currently West Side (laughs) storying. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, So seven men from Bugs Moran's gang are shot dead by their garage. Bam! 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 Bam, 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 bam. Got him. Uh, by gangsters dressed up as policemen who said they were going to arrest them. <gasps> That's illegal in a lot of ways. Uh, Al Capone was considered responsible, but they could never prove it. And He gets other people to do his dirty work for yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, so now this is one of like the most high-profile unsolved crime cases still to this day. What was Capone doing he at was, the time? He was in Florida. Oh, um, but then, you know, there was a downside to it also, because now he's the number one gangster in all of Chicago, so he can do whatever he wants, but there's no competition, so now he's kind of the sole target of all these investigations, and he goes to prison a couple times, you know? Hmm. Yeah. That's the risk you take. That's the risk you take when you want to be on top. Everybody's going <laughs> to come for you. <laughs> uh, that's it for bloody murder on Valentine's Day. Thank you for always ending on a bright and cheery note. Anytime. So up next is aphrodisiacs. And we're going to get sexy about it. (laughs) We're going to get, so we're going to get so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just yawn? It sounded like you No, I didn't. I just have, it's hard to keep your voice that low. And we're back. I hope you all took a cold shower <laughs> between oh. the break. <laughs> Aphrodisiacs. Yes. Substances that increase sexual desire, sexual pleasure, or sexual behavior. Substances can be plants, spices, foods, and even synthetic chemicals. Does that count as drugs? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, are any of them real do any of them actually work as backed by science well no (laughs) (laughs) i had a feeling that would be the answer there are a few like herbs that are like this has like or like oysters like that it has zinc in it and that's good for you or like wow surfers must be really horny (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hang loose man Woo! foods and herbs normally have the placebo effect i can tell you right away not Mm. super proven to work so historically aphrodisiacs i mean they're highly coveted everyone wants to enhance their sexual pleasure right no matter what so back in the day 
there was mostly a focus on males because <laughs> hmm, i wonder why <laughs> it's all about increasing testosterone levels men were expected to reproduce and if they didn't they were publicly shamed the search for aphrodisiacs is still real today um the hunt the hunt for an aphrodisiac um it's what led us to like viagra and other drugs we have for actual Mm. like physical issues or low libido but throughout history aphrodisiacs were well documented so in many cultures i'll tell you about like hindu chinese roman egyptian they're all documenting this because they're all trying Mm. to find the source it's like the fountain of. they're all trying to fuck yeah (laughs) that's true so let's go back in time a little bit. Okay. Let's go to the Stone Age. Oh my God, my favorite age. <laughs> the first known aphrodisiac in the Stone Age was body odor. Oh God, mm-hmm. what is wrong with them? They're, that's incorrect. I don't know. Ridiculous. Oh wow, that is special. Okay. Here's just like some random tidbits from the past. Mm. Um, in Europe... Up to the 18th century, recipes were based on the theories of this physician from Rome called Galen, and he had a theory that if aphrodisiacs were windy, meaning what? that they produce flatulence, oh yeah, they would work. <laughs> oh my god! He's like beans are the sexiest. Yes. Like beans, no. oh my god, Brussels sprouts, all the things are not. Supposed oh my to god, be on why a date. would you ever want to? Yeah, it's like you go to do some sexy time, and it's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I love it. I oh, you're so <laughs> turned on right now. I love it, and so am I. Smelling your farts, <laughs> Lauren. He thought that flatulence inflated the penis. Oh my god. <laughs> so you would oh, think? Oh, that's really funny. But he has a penis, right? Like, so presumably every time he farts, he looks down and is like, got it. That worked. (laughs) Interesting. Maybe he He may have just had a weird fetish. I know. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Uh, All right. But, you know, I support anything to do with farting. So let's let's get into this further. We appreciate him. Mm. Uh, In China, there is Mm. basically a, a sex handbook. In 2600 BC, called the Huang Ti Ne Ching. And it basically just had a bunch of uh, ancient Chinese aphrodisiac recipes. One of them was like ground seahorses. On the more exotic side, it was like a potion with scorpion, placentas, the menstrual fluid of young girls. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, and you'll hate this one. The male. How do you harvest this? I don't want to know. I don't even know where to get seahorses. Like starting at the beginning. I know. Um, they also use something super gross: uh, the male reproductive organs of moths. Oh, I hate moths so much. I know, my I'm least favorite so creature sorry. on earth. <gasps> oh my god, that would instantly kill me. I know. What if you had to harvest? The genitals of also, a moth. Also, like, honestly, no one can... You can't even freaking tell where a moth... Be- Do moths even have penises? Like, I don't even know what they have. They got them, Lauren. And the Chinese people uh, back in the day are eating them. <laughs> Ew. Um, At least they're probably really small, so, like, you might not notice. Right, right, right. Um, 
the emperor at the time uh, drank an aphrodisiac potion that had 22 ingredients before, quote, he mounted 1,200 women and and achieved (laughs) immortality. I hate to break it to you. I do not think he is telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Where is he now? (laughs) I don't know, man, but he is with us. Oh, yeah, he is. Ever immortal. Ugh. That's wild. There is a manuscript called the Timbuktu Manuscripts. And this one was a guide on aphrodisiacs and infertility remedies. And this was actually for men and women, how to maximize Mm. sexual pleasure on both sides. Okay, love this. Love it. So this uh, notes a few ingredients that we don't really, I've never heard of. Um, One Mm. of them is ambrian. It's a giant lump found in the gut of a sperm whale. Interesting. A lot of stuff comes from sperm whales. Yes. Can- candle stuff. They what is with use that? They use it in perfume. Um, so basically this lump washes up on shore. So that's how they harvest it. Wait, so the whale just vomits out this pellet and it just comes up on the shore? They don't even need to like get it from the gut? It just is puked it's, out or It's puked out. out it's like a truffle. Like oh, a rare. Gross. Yeah. And it's really, really big. So. Ew. Whales. Be better at digestion. Whales, come on. Whales, come on now. So what you do with it is you age it, and then you use it, and you can use it in perfume. It's basically the musk smell in perfume, oh. and it keeps scents lasting longer. But they used they it too. They don't use that anymore. That's good. But it uh increases testosterone and fuels sexual desire in animals, at least. It hasn't been tested on humans officially. Hmm. I just really quickly, um, if you're okay with it, um, you know how we were just telling the whales, like, come on. Yeah. I don't think they understood us, so I would like to say it again in whale. Please do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Okay, whales, if you're listening to the podcast, please kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good thing they can't hear that. Um, I'd never tell you that, whale. I'd never tell you that. Oh, my God. I mean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to derail this conversation. Woo! Yeah, nice pun, Lauren. Thank you. Okay. Tell me more. So, there's something called Spanish fly. And this was also used... In West Africa. Hmm. <laughs> and is now found all over the world, but it's not the same thing. Like, you can find it in a sex shop, but it's not the same thing. Oh. Basically, sugar water. But what it was, was crushed up blister beetles. It's not even a fly. Okay. Um, And the chemical that it produces, um, actually, you, you take it, and it causes inflammation. So people oh. thought it was like... Ooh, things are heating up when really they have a kidney infection. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. So that's oh, something boy. that it's you'll hear about Spanish fly as like an aphrodisiac, but it's not the same. And if it is, then that's Okay. Please don't, stop. Don't ingest that. <laughs> okay, so food. 
Mm. Which we discussed. They're placebos. But how did this come about? Why food? How do you decide what food is an aphrodisiac? Oh, I think I know the answer to this. Okay. Uh, if it looks sexual. Yes. So one reason is uh, the likeness to genitalia. Give me some foods. Phallic foods, Lauren. Eggplants, cucumbers, <laughs> roast chicken. <laughs> roast chicken. Uh, roast chicken. No, just threw one in there. Uh, oysters. Oysters. What, what else do people say? Chocolate. That doesn't really look very sexual. No, that's but, not sexual. But the um, likeness of strawberries. genitalia. Could be a nipple, maybe? I don't know. Okay, well, where you're getting more creative. A slice of cheese. No. <laughs> craft single <laughs> um lunchables lunchables okay some of us might think those are sexy but <laughs> others not so much um also not even the likeness of genitalia but actually eating the genitalia There's wait something... wait wait oh you mean like eating like bull penis or something yes so like for so- some reason i thought you meant like you would just eat a person's no, not a human. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, wait, no, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> there's something that's still, when I went to Jamaica, they would have something called cow cod soup. And cod is a ball, basically. It's oh, boy. Bull testicle soup. And the men would eat mm. that. And they some still believe that it's an aphrodisiac. Um, another reason you might think food is an aphrodisiac fancy or like rich foods like caviar mm. chocolate um the emperor montezuma drank a chocolate beverage before satisfying his numerous wives oh i know uh, but basically what what this does is just heightens your serotonin and dopamine in your brain in your brain to make you feel sexy but mm. it doesn't really do anything but if you believe it go for it roast chicken if that's Lunchables. your sexy food, Lauren, I support you. Thank you so much. Um, alcohol is considered an aphrodisiac sometimes just because it reduces your inhibitions. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this is a mental game. People have to overcome uh, their inhibitions. <laughs> uh, herbs and spices. Cleopatra was said to bathe in saffron before seeing a suitor. Mm-hmm. That's so expensive. It was infused uh, mare's milk, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, this goes along with what you were saying about the, the Roman army. Um, peppermint had apparently strong aphrodisiac qualities, so Alexander the Great forbade his armies to use it out of fear that the effect <laughs> would prevent his soldiers from fighting. Well. Meanwhile, it's probably doing the opposite because the BO is increasing and then the sex drive is actually increasing. <laughs> it's a catch-22. Uh, I'm sure they were getting it anyway. Yeah, probably. Chili peppers, again, they're not doing anything except creating heat. So mm, okay, people feel as though something's working. Um, nutmeg. Uh, hmm. Zanzibari women today consume it uh, before wedding celebrations it's supposed to increase desire and they call it the magic spice Ooh, i do think we should call it that whether or not it does anything it's way more fun (laughs) so today there's there's a few aphrodisiacs that are still used um tiger penis (laughs) okay this i did not see coming (laughs) 
Uh, eaten in Asia is a highly coveted aphrodisiac. It was like 400 bucks a bowl. Um, there's something called Mama Juana from the Dominican Republic. It's uh, made with rum, red wine, and honey soaked in a bottle with tree bark and herbs. That just sounds like a nice beverage. It uh, was popularized as a local herbal medicine in the 50s. Um, and then it was used by like this guy who was like a notorious playboy. So I think mm. it just like that was its claim okay. to fame. Got it. Boys band. <laughs> what? Boy it? bands? B O I S B A N D E. Okay, yeah. Boys band. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, it's, it's French. Boys band. Boys band. Boy band. Boy band. The name in French means erection wood. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it's basically bark. And in the Caribbean, it's called the natural Viagra. And in the United States, it's called in sync. <laughs> <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Um, Manish water in the Caribbean as well. It's a uh, soup made with goat, yam, potato, flour dumplings, green banana, and other vegetables Apparently, it gives men back strength. <laughs> what? For sex. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm not a man, so I don't know how much back strength that uses, but I would imagine if there's a whole soup for it, <laughs> so much. <laughs> One of our favorites, durian. Oh, no, 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 a no. There's nothing sexy about durian. fruit. Lauren, what does a durian smell like? Poop. It smells like actual poop. And sewage. It smells like a permanent fart, sewage, poop. It's gross. Um, um, remember when Mark put one in Scott's desk? Yes, that was really bad. <laughs> Mark, my brother, carried a durian around Chinatown. He bought it. And then he, we went to Scott's office, and Mark put it in a drawer over the weekend. And Scott came back, and there were flies <laughs> and the whole office smelled like poop that was really bad <laughs> you're not supposed to take it on planes because it's yeah. so offensive yeah you can't have it um, in small spaces wait whatever happened after that like did he had when, to stay when... at work all day in order to throw it out because every time he opened the drawer it was in it would smell mm. like death and he didn't want people to know it was him that had yeah it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but that's the best prank ever it's so gross. Never forget. It's so funny. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. Uh, in Sardinia, Kasu Marzu is rotting cheese riddled with maggots. Oh. Considered an aphrodisiac. No. Come on. Now. Wait. Hold on. So people are intentionally producing that. Mm-hmm. Hate that. Hate that a I lot. I know. Uh. So there's also synthetic aphrodisiacs, inhalants, ecstasy. Um, I thought it was interesting. There's actually something called an anaphrodisiac. It's the opposite oh. of an aphrodisiac. So what's the opposite of cheese with maggots in it? Just <laughs> something enjoyable. Is it craft singles again? I think it's craft singles. <laughs> oh, this is great. So what are some of those? Um, opioids like morphine and heroin. <laughs> Things that put you to sleep. 
<laughs> knock you the fuck out and so, make you insane. Exactly. And then, like, an aphrodisiac <laughs> is also, like, meth. What? Well. Yeah, aphrodisiac. I find that very hard to believe. I know. Well, don't try it. <laughs> Nothing sexier than losing all your teeth and cleaning your house rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> Scratching your skin off. I love it. <laughs> so, you guys want to have sex? <laughs> and be like... I do not. Thank you. <laughs> not with you. No. Nope. <laughs> so whether you believe it or not, it's up to you. I mean, whatever works. A lot of times you're just trying to get over uh, your own mental challenges. Um, really, the best aphrodisiac is sleep, exercise, and um, self-esteem. Oh, I love this. Yes. And then like Viagra. But then that's going into right. a different category kind of. <laughs> so everybody have a really sexy Valentine's Day. And good, good night. And, and leave, leave us, us alone. alone. Thanks so much for listening. Listen to Learning with Lauren and Mary wherever you listen to podcasts. If there's a topic you're interested in learning about, email us at learning at laurenandmary.com. Or find us on Instagram at learning with Lauren and Mary.